Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Okay, um, the goodness of God is is something that we cannot overemphasize, and it's something that um, we cannot color, and we should never allow religion to color differently for us. Um, one of the most dangerous things, one of the most dangerous um, teaching the body of Christ that is understood in a very dangerous way is the sovereignty of God. So, um, the popular understanding of it is that God will do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do. God doesn't care. That's the popular interpretation of it. So, um, so people go through tough things in life and they say, God is teaching me. God is taking me through. So we get those kind of things. Um, those kind of God would first test you before he would maybe hand over things to you. And um, scriptures such as God tested Abraham would easily come, you know, running to us. And um, how God wanted to kill Hezekiah. But Hezekiah changed his mind when he prayed dangerous prayers. So, so if we have that, that understanding of sovereignty, if anybody has that understanding of sovereignty, the, that's um, misunderstanding rather, or they think of sovereignty in that way, that God is in control. He's in control, he's in full control. No, think about it, if God is in control, he has things in a mess. Don't you think so? If God actually is in control. So they will say, the ultimately, so as though God is playing us like dice, he has planned everything, so God will, no, God knows that, okay. So that's a very dangerous position to hold. And if you hold that position, it surprises me when you see come and say God is completely good. So I want to teach Zoda a lesson. I'll starve him. My son, by the way, I want to teach him a lesson. Let's say a lesson in what? Maybe poverty or something? Eh? Portion control. <laughs> and I'll starve him. Right? I want to teach him that health is very good, so I'll supply him sickness. That's you supplying loads of sickness just to teach him. I want to prove that he will not deny me. I'll kill his children, destroy all his businesses, bring him to the floor. That's Job, right? It, no, really, think about it. Is that really a good person? The person who did those things to Job, can you really consider, can you, can you, I think everybody has been to university, can you actually say such a person is good? Is there, is there any definition of good in that place? Killed all his children? Just to prove a point? People think God is like that. People would argue, people will fight you just to hold on to that view of God. Why others who are using their mind and who think the people who are saying these things are authority for God will disown that God. 
That's why the owner of CNN disowned God. Because his beloved sister died. And God's servants said God took her. God took her. So he was like, excuse me, took her to do what? Now, if that, if that is the God you are talking about, I don't want to have anything to do with such a God. But this evening, I want to talk about, I want us to look at um, the relationship between righteousness and faith. Or if you want to title it, righteousness and faith. Righteousness and faith. Because, um, you know, there are several reasons why people don't deploy faith or let me put it like this why people's faith don't work although i always say faith always work but why people don't deploy it correctly put there are several reasons one of them is um an understanding of righteousness so what is righteousness i like to i like to look at righteousness from two very important scriptures one is romans chapter 5 the other one is isaiah chapter 54 so maybe we should um, we should look at first. Let's look at Hebrews. 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 She doesn't brew. He's the one that brews. Hebrews. Okay. The relationship between righteousness and faith. Because righteousness is a great boost or booster for faith. Mm. Hebrews chapter 5, are you there? Hebrews chapter 5, verse, um, let's read from verse 12. <clears throat> from verse 12. I, I really, really like the King James, but I want to have another language this evening. So, verse 12. Um, Anybody reading for us today? Or let me read. Let me read the easy translation, first of all. It says, after all this time as believers in Jesus, you ought to be teachers. Instead of that, you still need someone to teach you. You still need someone to teach you the first lessons about God's message. You have become like babies who need milk instead of proper food. Anyone who still thinks like a baby does not yet understand God's message about what is right. It's as if they're still drinking only milk. People who have grown up eat proper food. In this same way, people who have been believers for a long time should understand more about God's message. They should have, they should have learned about what is good and about what is bad. They should know the difference between those. Somebody read King James for us, please. Verse 12, from verse 12, KJV. Please give her her microphone. There must be a microphone somewhere. This is my microphone, microphone. So take your microphone. Yeah, that's your microphone. Huh? <laughs> it's a microphone now. Okay, go ahead. For when, for the time, for when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracle of God. And become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Mm. For every continue? Yes, continue, please. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Come on now. For he is a babe. Mm. 
but strong meat belongeth to them that are full of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Okay. So milk is good, right? He said, desire is in cell milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And we know that if the foundations be destroyed, he says, what can the righteous do? So foundation is good. It's a beautiful thing we are doing foundation soon. So, um, so, so he said, everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness because he's a baby. Whew. Because he's a baby. That's why he's unskillful in the word of righteousness. Because he's a babe. So, you know, um, Hebrews chapter 6 just continues that thought, right? So, he says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Uh, let me change to another translation. Okay. We must go from the first lessons that we learned about Christ. We must grow as believers so that we understand more and more. We should not go back to those first lessons again and again. I think some of that translation I'm looking for. Sorry. Aha. Now is the time for us to progress, TPT, beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. Maturity, that's what he's talking about. Um, the foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turning, turning away from, okay, then he began to name the um, elementary principles or basics of the doctrines. But he says we should have progressed beyond just the foundation. From verse 5, he was saying that by now you ought to be teachers of these things, but you are still using milk. And anyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness because he's a babe. So what is righteousness? Practically speaking, what is righteousness? You know, apart from no definitions, like no definition of faith, when you say, what's faith? They say faith is the substance of things hoped for. One of the practical definitions of faith I love so much is that faith, it's appropriating what God has done by grace. So if grace has not supplied it, there's nothing for faith to appropriate. There's nothing for faith to lay hold on. So faith is not about creating something that God has not supplied. That's why faith is easy and that's why it always works. Because it's already available. Like has your name written on it, stamped, waiting for you. That's what makes faith so easy. And my wife would say, because it's so easy, that's why it's hard. That's, why, that's what makes it so easy. But wait, we're talking about righteousness and faith, right? So what is righteousness? Who wants to help? Okay. That's actually it. Any other person you have want to rephrase? redefine, use several other words. You know, those days in school, no, I didn't go to school like many of you guys here. Oh yes, I stopped at GSS3. But I have a BSc, I went to university. <laughs> I go to school, have you? Yeah, I just wrote SSC, GC. Eh? No, jam lesson. Did I? I, I didn't. I wrote jam plenty times, yeah? Lord have mercy, okay. Um, so definitions, you know, we used to cram definitions. Ah, for, for the longest time, the definition of hormone was in my head. Jesus Christ. I didn't even know what it meant, but I, I just have it in my head. Are you trying to think of it? 
<laughs> he was just there, you know? So we crammed all those definitions, but it was not practical to us. We couldn't relate. I mean, we couldn't relate. With a lot of things, we, don't, we can't even relate. So sometimes it's the same approach we have toward the Bible, toward God. We can't relate. We just, on, it's English language, right? So it's not, it doesn't really break it down for you because, um, because of your maybe different heritage from the English. So we just collect it and just, how many of you have seen the movie Three Idiots? That's what I'm talking about. Remember when the, when the guy went to university for the first time, the engineering guy was so happy. He, was, he, he entered the class. Professor, he was just smiling. Professor was like, why are you shining your teeth? What's up? He said, no, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Like, this has been the dream of my life. My friend, stop dreaming. Come here. Okay. So, machine. Who can define machine? Okay, I think they asked to de define machine. So, he was smiling. So, the professor was like, why does one smile? Define machine. Say, machine is anything that simplifies... That makes life simple. That makes, say elaborate. <laughs> you guys are defining. Say, for instance, your zip. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. It's machine. The lever, the, it's machine. The professor was disgusted. And drove him out of the class. Stoned him and drove him out of the class. So, shut up, my friend. And that is defining machine. And the guy just ratted the thing out. Fulcrum and this one and that one. Bloody, 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 etc. Et ah, everybody was, wow. The guy, no buko. So the guy was like, I said the same thing. He said, no. I said, I just said, it. this guy is just saying what was, what's in the textbook. I'm telling you how it is practically. He said, okay, if you want pass, tell me the textbook. So as he was talking, the man drove him. So you want to teach me how to teach? Get out. So he walked out. As he was walking away, he turned back. He was going back to his seat to pick up his books. So the man was like, I, I said, leave. He said, I forgot something. He said, what? And then the guy defined book he defined book for almost one minute and the professor was like what is that he said my book he said ah, ah you should have said it simply and i said i tried simple it didn't work <laughs> that's how god did for us he made it simple you know we like complex things if it's not hard to come by it's probably not worth it if i put my car out for sale now and I say it's 500,000. A lot of people won't buy it. <laughs> A lot of people won't buy it. See ya. <laughs> Ross, you don't go back, you go, you repair that car with 4 million, it never starts. <laughs> Why are we like that? <laughs> programming. Experience, programming, right? So we treat God the same way. So, so righteousness, like he said, is right standing. Is having confidence in that you're right standing. Right standing where? Means that, hey, I'm his right hand man. You know right hand man is not position. It's not like, it's not a geographical location. Say, he's seated at the right hand of God. So God is sitting like this, Jesus is here. Or we are there. A right hand man is an expression of something, right? That's what righteousness is. So it's, it's, it is, it was what David was wearing. That was why when he saw Goliath, he was seeing men feast. 
beyond all finish. That's what he was saying. It was righteousness. And that's what we need to, that's the mindset. You know, mindset is two words, right? Mindset. That's the mindset we need to catch, learn, develop, build. That's what we need to have. And, um, you know, that mindset, you don't catch it and stay there. Say, ah, I've caught it. It's going to be there forever and ever. No, you, you hold it and you keep holding it. Because there are a lot of distractions. And one of the, one of the, <laughs> a lot of distractions in life, in our world, a lot of distractions. So if you don't constantly fight that fight, you lose hold of it. So that's why Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. How do you lay hold on something you cannot see? Why we look not at the things which are seen, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, but at the things which are not seen. How do you look at things which are not seen? Because you look with your eyes, but you don't see with your eyes. That's how. You don't see with your eyes. You just look through it. I re recently read a report that you can actually look with any part of your body. Oh. Now, the reports, the, the, the scientists who did all these tests, and they've tested it, they started working on, working on doing things with it. NASA, many years ago, they started using it. They, they, they researched it and realized that the human tongue had, has more nerves, there's a name they called it, than even the eyes. So a girl who was born blind, who was a musician. So they, after testing and working with her brain and everything, they put some, whatever they put, machine stuff on her tongue. She was seeing with her tongue. She was actually looking through her tongue. But because you don't see. No, I just said something. I said you don't see with your eyes. So, I mean, that should break it down for you. So where do you see with? Yes, mind, brain. You actually don't even see with your brain. It is the brain that's just the apparatus that records the goose. Sorry for my language. So, so, so there was an orchestra and they had the conductor in front and the girl was leading the orchestra and following the conductor with her tongue. So while I was thinking about it, meditating on it, it just struck me that when in the dark, or you are navigating your house, how do you go? Is it your eyes? You feel your way through, right? So you are looking through your hands. It's no longer your eyes. It's your memory, right? But it's not your eyes. That's what I'm saying. But science, they are pushing things. I mean, there are possibilities in this world. <laughs> Baba, waiting this up now. <laughs> Do you get? So, my wife and I were talking about a friend of ours who's blind. I'm like, okay, should that guy start seeing now? So, we're just talking about, I say, you know that for a while, even if he has perfect eyesight, that for a while, he will still be entering dark places and just moving around. He would have to teach 
his mind or brain. That wait, I see now, put on the lights. But he walks through his house without a cane, opens the gates, does things, goes to the kitchen, upstairs, downstairs. I should be looking at him. I'll be looking at him like. Okay, we're not talking about eyes now. So we're talking about faith, right? And righteousness. Righteousness and faith. So we're still on righteousness. Let's read Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. Wait, Steve, taking my Isaiah. Isaiah 54. Yeah, just a minute. In fact, all the Isaiah 54 is good, but I'm just trying to. Okay. Mm. Okay, I think we'll start from verse 7, but I like all the others. Please. Ah! If you've never studied the book of Isaiah, Isaiah is a, <laughs> it's a lovely piece of work, really. Okay, so it says, um, verse 7, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Because this is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn, sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wrath with thee, nor rebuke thee. Hello, are you seeing that? God says, I have sworn that I will not be wrath with thee, nor rebuke thee. Hmm. He says, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, said the Lord that have mercy on thee. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay, where is that one? Okay. And I'll make that windows. No. All right, that's it. He says in verse 14, in righteousness, there's, there's a seat here, please. Please come over. He says, in, in righteousness shalt thou be established. Hello? In righteousness shalt thou be established. Huh? In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression because thou shalt not fear. Or, and from terror because it shall not come nigh thee. So it says righteousness establishes. I like his definition. Confident. Or confidence in your standing or your position with God. So God says it establishes. It gives you a sure footing. So anybody who is skillful in the word of righteousness easily releases faith. Anybody who has a, a robust understanding that he's righteous before God. You know, by the way, righteousness is not holiness uh, and it's not godliness. You know, we interchange them a lot. Anybody who, who knows 
that he's righteous before God huh? has a confidence that is out of this world. Really. That's, that's uh, people who do not have that understanding will think you are boasting. They will think you are proud. They will think you are proud, really. Like, what does this guy say? Anybody can die anytime. Have you heard people talk like that? They say, ah, nobody knows the deal. Hey, excuse me, are you sure? Jesus commanded his death. You've not read it? Paul did the same thing. And Peter, they knew. Paul said, I am now ready to be offered. So Jesus, they tried to kill him before his time. They always say, just walk through their midst because it's not time. Oh, he said it's not time. So there is time. There is time. You know, we can know these things. We can know when it is time. You can also give up and there's not and it will happen. So that's why they say, he said Jesus gave up the ghost. <laughs> he didn't take it from him. He, he finished everything to the letter. Concluded it and then and cut out. Style. How can you die by style with style? That's what Psalm, the book of Psalm said. He said they shall die like men, men, because they don't know. Because they don't. So there's a way men, men die. And there's a way the righteous check out. They say all die, not die. And, but there's style now. There's still style. All car now, car now. Go drive 30 car now. 30 car of 80s and be, and be for me. So Jesus commanded his death because he knew. He says, I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it back again. They are not taking it from me. I'm the one laying it down. So do you want to lay your life down before the time? Because there's such a thing as untimely death. So Ezekiel, no, Hezekiah found out. He found out. So when you read his testimony, he said, I was like, why would my life be cut off before time? So there's time. There's time. So all those, go and tell him, I've given him 15 extra years. The guy was asking for his right to. It wasn't that God said, I'm killing him. You are dying. Just, mm-mm. That was not the story. Don't get it twisted. Even though Isaiah thought like that. It's not correct. That was not the story. Because in God's view, when a righteous man is about to check out of the earth, he should prepare his home. They shouldn't now be deciding who will be the next pastor of the church. Who will lead the business. It should be done. Hello? So don't ever conclude all those untimely death of your fine bishops and pastors, people that you love and say, God took him. It's God's will. You can't question God. No. God is not involved in that. I'm serious. God is not involved in all that. God doesn't deal that way. God doesn't deal that way. So if he checks out before time, he probably didn't know that there was time. And who set the time? We set the time. We determine the time. So righteousness gives you that confidence. When you know that you are 
you are favored. Like God looks upon you and smiles. Oh, we sing it here a lot now, right? Those things should never be just mere words to you. God is not embarrassed when he looks at you. God is not. Because God thought you were so important, he became a man and died in your place. So if we, we need to arm ourselves with that confidence, he says that's how you get established. In righteousness shall thou be established, and then you'll be far from oppression. So usually, if you are oppressed and harassed, many times it's because at that particular point in time, we are not correctly armed with the mindset of righteousness. Because if you are, you will provoke. <laughs> you will provoke. So one of the first things I began to learn as a Christian after I began to um, study the faith, understand faith, was righteousness. So it was part of my everyday affirmations. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because he said in the book of Romans, reckon now yourself. Reckon. Reckon now yourself. You know, King James can, the English can throw a lot of people away, but it is beautiful nonetheless. So, Let's go back to the scene. The scene part I was talking about just now is about faith. Faith is perception, picture, is, is a, um, a point of view, how you view life. Faith can be that. Faith is, okay, how do, you, how do you actually view life? I view through the lens of what God has said, what I believe God has said or God has done. So that becomes, that becomes a way that you that you organize every part of your life. So it affects your conversations, it affects your choice of words. Because really, we don't just say things. We say things because deep down, that's what we believe. So, so I was talking with my wife, and she, she was, I don't know, remember what we were saying now, and she was like, um, that she said, I am feeling sick. And I said, wow, so you have become feeling sick. So I was trying to break the word down for her. <laughs> because I get, especially when you are very close to me and then you're always using such words, it's, it grates on me like, oh, oh, there's too much death. You, we believe too much in death. I, am, I said, you are, you are taking possession of what doesn't belong to you. You are possessing something evil. See, I am feeling, so she sat, no, not in condemnation, we're discussing. So she sat and she was like, okay, I am feeling sick. I said, exactly, you I am. That's possession. That's very powerful. You have turned to feeling sick. So you are saying you are constantly, every day, all the time, sick. I, I couldn't take it. So she was like, okay. She was trying to say what? I said, why not just say your body feels sick? Then put your butt in the right place. But I know I'm healed. Because our butt is what's always causing trouble for us. Yes, your butt, really. He's sitting on the wrong place. Ah, it's this guy. <laughs> no, it's not for fun. So, so, so this, this has become like, you know, they say second nature. That's how it has become for me. I'm facing, I still, I come up against all the situations that people come up against in life. As a matter of fact, 
this just this past weekend my daughter was running temperature it wouldn't come out it, it didn't register in my mind that something was wrong he didn't register and then my son picked it up to the next day up till last night my wife though is not up for discussion if the body they hurt put cloth in water towel and towel it don't worry they're fine if you say it's too hot i just carry them and put because i know no sickness can survive the touch especially in this home i know it doesn't work and they are bouncing about like football <laughs> so she, i am so it was it was so i said because that's how you see it you don't know i say it's not like you are not deliberately saying it so be, because you are not consciously saying it you don't you are not aware of what you are choosing he doesn't know he doesn't care ask esau I beg, wait to be birthright. Give me food, match up. Person one die, they talk about birthright. Registered. No careless words. So I say, okay, if you want to talk right, you know, I don't do, don't do the, okay, I'm strong. No, not that type. <laughs> don't be hypocritical. You can say that your body feels weak. You can say your body feels, but don't worry. I know I am healed. And I'm dealing with it. Aha. You are trying to talk right. But let the right talk come from the right mindset. Let it not just be empty. I'm strong. I'm rich. Don't you understand? I'm rich now. I say, I understand. You are rich. So give me the money. Hello? Do you understand? So faith is actually how you see. It's how you see. And some, some people say it's the sixth sense. And all of us see like that. Just that we are using it most times wrongly. And it's very effective. You see, you can see that it's very effective. It's no self-fulfilling prophecy. So this morning, while I, was, while I was in the place where I usually get stuff, I was thinking, why is it that? It's so easy to, to use it negatively and see the result sharp, sharp. Anybody, right? <laughs> eh? I said, why, why, why is it like that? Because we, we are more aware. We, are, we, are more, we have more confidence in death than in life. So we know ourselves more after death, after the first Adam. That's how we can't get tired of meetings like what we had on Sunday. Because the... They just keep pointing you in the right direction. They just keep pointing. You can't overhear it, these things. I'm serious. I've been doing this for 23 years. I'm still fighting it. Because the whole atmosphere is laced with unbelief and death. And we have become accustomed to the eyes, you know, our feelings. So we, get, we have gotten to a point where we think that we are this body. We think we are this body. You know what is paining me? Is that people who don't even claim uh, the lordship of Jesus 
they don't even have, have uh, maybe the, 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 the kind of access we have to these things. I think I know why. We have so, so much meditated thing of religion. So we don't even know what we have in the word of God. What Jesus has made available. But there are a lot of people who, who are not even in this our religious space. Operating it. Walking the supernatural. They have come to realize that, wait, I'm not just this physical body. Oh. So they relate with the universe. And then they teach you the law of attraction and vibrations and stuff. Those are life's principles. Coded for us in the scriptures. I'm serious. They are dead everywhere in the scriptures. So when Solomon says, as a man thinks in his heart, do you think with your heart, this organ that pumps blood? As a man thinks in the core of his being, As a man thinks, as a man thinks, he's talking about mindset. You see, thinks is present tense continuous. Eh? Thinks. So I thinks that sickness doesn't exist in my world or cannot exist in my world. That's what I thinks. So it doesn't come. So it becomes strange when it comes. So the annoyance when I come to prayer is not against God. The address is not God, but God, I have confessed, I have, I have, I have. No. No. If I turn the ignition of my car on with the key and it doesn't start, you know, I never, it never crosses my mind that the key doesn't work. Why? Eh? So how come it crosses people's mind, but God, I, I, I turn the ignition, the key must be bad. We never question gravity. And gravity is not even as high a law as faith. It's not even as consistent a law as faith. Because if you get to some other planets, gravity won't work. Faith will work. <laughs> that law carries on. Romans chapter 5. You know, it was in, in verse 17, now said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. He said, This is the heritage of the Lord and the righteousness of the saints, rather, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So, 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 really. Um, righteousness, it says righteousness establishes. Where do you establish something on? Foundations, right? Foundations. So just after the basics, the milk of the word of God, the very first step is righteousness. Because that's where you build all those other things on. Righteousness. If you're not aware that you have, you have a hearing no, having a hearing with, with the king is an it's, it's old culture narrative or Old Testament. You know, they say, you remember the story of Esther? Have you ever read the book of Esther? You know, you can't appear before the king without you, without you being summoned. You have been summoned. In fact, you, not there you stay. Do you understand? You, you don't go and come. 
Hello? You don't, you don't do God visit me this year. All those visit me theme. Baba, they are not correct. Oh. It's from separation. Oh. The Lord will visit you. And the Lord visited Hannah. God, this, God will... Baba, chill. They're not correct. Hmm? Divine visitation. Don't worry. Not they. Because habitation trumps visitation. Don't you get? Habitation trumps... Don't go and, oh God, this is my month of visitation. God will visit me. Maybe you should just visit God. And stay there. Uh, moving, right? Because he has moved in. We are the one who's not at home. No, the teacher always shows up. You are the one who doesn't come to class. God has moved in. You're not the house. You're the also for streets. And Baba, they, they house, they chill, wait for you. I'm serious, God has moved in. God has moved in. That's what Jesus did. So that's, that's the message. See, the gospel is good news. News is reported speech. That's what news is. It's what has happened. Right? So it's not, it's not prophecy. It's not prediction. News is not prediction. It's reported speech. It's a report of what has already happened. So every time you hear, you know people use the word loosely, gospel. This is the gospel truth. <laughs> if the thing you're calling gospel doesn't contain what Jesus has already done, supplied, provided, sealed for you, it's not gospel. That's why preaching that people go to hell is not gospel. It's not gospel. Gospel is about what God has done. Because like my hair. It's soft pieces. Aye. <laughs> so gospel is what God has done through Jesus. That's what makes faith easy. It's about what is available. I just go and collect. I just go and pick it up. So, so we need to have confidence. Right? We, need to be, we need to arm ourselves with the fact that we are righteous. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that Jesus is made unto us righteousness from God. Just in case you say, okay, maybe righteous, you are not holy. You say, and sanctification. <laughs> God doesn't leave anything out. So as you are here as a Christian, as a believer in Christ Jesus, you are righteous and holy together. You may be ungodly, but you are still righteous and holy. So anybody who is unskillful in the world of righteousness, or anybody who uses milk, is unskillful in the world of righteousness because he's a babe. Wow. The day my eyes opened to that thing, I was like, no wonder. Because a lot of geos of many years standing are babes. Because they're the ones that tell you, you smoke cigar, you go to hell. So, ah, the, the guy, you know how the guy died? He was fighting, he died. Ah, he gave another woman, he died. Straight to hell. He's a babe. God can never forgive him. You know what he did? They burnt down churches, they raped pastors' wives, they killed children. God can never forgive him. Newsflash. He's forgiven. It's not counted against him. 
God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing. You know what impute means? He's not counting against them. They are trespasses. The world. If he did that to the world, what about you? That you have accepted him. You have accepted what he did. You think he will count your own? Righteousness is, is an empowering thing. It's something, it's something you need to... You, need, you know, it means it, that's what gives you the sense of worthiness. So every time you feel unworthy, <laughs> you know, it's righteousness that makes us think that so I, we are not deserving of the one million dollars. One million USD. Baba. One million USD today is 500 million naira. V. Shut talk about, eh? Five hundred something. Say, I'm not deserving of 10 Bitcoin. It's righteousness. But Jesus said, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. When you, when you, when you settle down with righteousness, brother, you can, you can, you can channel, you can ask for anything from God. I mean, you can pick anything from the, what he has supplied. Because now you know that God is not withholding anything from you. As a matter of fact, he has given everything to you. See, he has given us all things. All, and, no, sorry, I'm, he, said, he said he has given us all things richly to enjoy. That's what Paul said in the book of Timothy. See, God gives us all things richly, not, scarce, not scarcely, to enjoy. Then he said to Abraham, look northward, eastward, southward. All the lands which thou you see, sea has come forth again. The entrance of the world brings and understanding. Where there is no vision, vision, the people perish. When people cannot see or accept divine guidance, they cast off restraint. So people who are depressed in life, it's because they're not seeing any. They are not seeing anything positive. Say, so I don't try, 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 nothing, they work. Say, so I don't speak in tongues. I've sown seeds. I've fasted. I've. Why are you doing all those things? Because you think now that what Jesus did was not enough, so you want to add to it so that God can move in your direction. Huh? Huh? It's because we have a low sense of worthiness. We have, we have a low esteem of what the blood of Jesus did. We do not have a correct understanding of righteousness that we have become righteous. So David came on the scene where everybody was running and being afraid for, for days and said, I beg, what did they go give this away? Wait, handle that guy. It's sense of righteousness. It's a sense of worthiness. We must, nobody can help you develop it. No. So one, one of the fastest ways to get there is for you to truly realize that God loves you. You must realize that God loves you. God is a good God and he loves you. Ye beloved, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, keep yourselves in the love of God. Jude verse 24, 25. Looking for the mercy, expecting the mercies. You know, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord runs, the Lord runs to and fro through the earth, looking for people who trust him so he can be strong on their behalf. Have you read that before? 
He says, it's the book of Isaiah. It's in the book of Isaiah. So, so, so righteousness and faith, it's righteousness. It's a robust understanding of righteousness that helps you become bold to step out on the word of God. Because you know that you're not trying to make God do anything. No. You're just moving in direction with God. Quite frankly. Hmm? Let me not say, so that it doesn't look like I'm sadistic, that I was happy when my wife said, when she told me about her problems. In my mind, like, oof, bread. Seriously, ask her. It was annoying to her, I know. There was no, it was not an issue for discussion. So when the first one come, I said, let me put some, I will put another one. And I put another one, that's Zode. That's it. That, those were my words. I said, I, put, I will put another one. So I had, I wasn't even thinking about, uh, it, was not, it, was not a, it was not a reason to go to God in prayers for. I'm serious. It was not. Because God loves me. And I believe it. God loves me. God is into me. God is into me. Don't you get? He loves me. He likes me. In the trip for me. Ah. So, 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 each and every one of us need to know that about ourselves. We need to, we need to have that. Unfortunately, we have, we have had fathers who has not helped us. It's, I think it's why some people began to come up and say, God is a, God is a woman. <laughs> You've not ever heard it. Somebody say, God is a woman. I say, okay. <laughs> God is both. Uh, there are no gender in spirit. He said, there's neither male, so there's no gender. Father just means source. Eh? It doesn't mean genitalia. That one is in the flesh. God doesn't have flesh, although when he appeared as a man, he put on male skin. But that's just cloth. Huh? It's just cloth. Really. God is a spirit. that neither male nor female. So, but he has all the attributes because he made the male and the female in his image. So, and you know, he's even called the double-breasted one. <laughs> right? The stronger and mighty one or the strong-breasted one. But hey, God is into you. So, so, so we look at the, the challenges of life. Um, that songwriter said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. He said, and the, and the things of this earth will glow, will grow faintly dim or something in the light of his glory and embrace. That's exactly what happened. When Peter, you know Peter walked on the water, right? And he walked on water to Jesus. And he walked on water back home. Because Jesus didn't carry him back to the boat. Yeah, he walked on water back. But what, how do you think he got back to the boat? So when Peter stepped on the water to go to Jesus, the thing that made him sink was inconsequential. He says he saw the winds and the waves. So I always ask a question, if there were no winds and waves, will you step on water? Do you understand? 
Can you relate? The things that makes us sink in life. Actually nothing. But we give them power. We accept. I was talking to my wife once. I said, why do you think that um, germs, virus, do you think they actually can cause sickness? Do you think they can cause sickness? <laughs> I don't think that's where sickness comes from. I think it's a mind thing. We've created it so. Because these viruses, there are, some other person is hosting them and they are living normally. Then it enters another body and it causes deformity. So if I accept that it can't do me any harm, if I see it, picture, vision, it becomes my reality. So rather than try to, I'm trying to build strong faith. See, just find out what's available. Find out what's available. I'm serious. And, and know that it's available for you. I'll tell you what's available. Health and strength and vitality, wisdom. Creativity is no manner. Creativity is everywhere. Strength, money, good family, peace. I'm serious. Those are the things that are available. But the truth is, many people don't believe and they don't, mind my language, think those things are available. So even when they know it's available, they think it's for them. So they are not righteous in their comportment, in their mind. Their mind is not set on the fact that, see, hey, I'm righteous. I didn't say my actions are perfect. I says, before God, I'm righteous. And guess what? Before him, I can do no wrong. Oh, that scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, and Colossians chapter 1. It says you stand before him blameless, beyond reproach. Ha! Beyond reproach. Hello? We should stop there. Beyond reproach. So come, come in the presence of God boldly. He says, come boldly so that you may find grace to help in time of need. He says, obtain mercy. Obtain. Let me tell you the street language we used to use when we say obtain. You, when you obtain something, you take it by force. You collect them. Um, you color be. I know what color be is. You, you know, yeah, it's color be. You color be. God say, come and color be mercy. So the, the, the throne of God, the presence of God for you is not a place of wrath and condemnation and death. It's a throne of mercy or throne of grace. Throne of grace. So don't, do not, don't ever approach God with the mindset that God, when he go be now, how far? As though he's the one holding it. You know everything there you are, and you are the almighty God, the sovereign Lord. If you say it should happen, now it will happen. It's false humility. It's not correct. Can we just pray this evening? Can you thank God for what has been made available and receive it? One of the scriptures that, um, that Mr. Toby used today in prayers from the book of Job, beautiful, wonderful, amazing scripture. It says, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. The, the word, say, therefore, good will come to you. Good. Because God is good. His word is laced with all goodness. God is for you. 
you should be for you too and accept what God has said and done. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.